Well, praise the Lord. We thank God for what he's done today so far. Just want to thank you for uh, for coming here today. God bless you. Uh, if you turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And we'll be looking at uh, verses 23 through 26 today, this morning. Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 26. We'll start with verse 23. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. I'd like to read that last Part of the last verse, and the Bible says, He arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, (laughs) and there was a great calm. Would you pray? Uh, This morning, I'd like to minister on uh, the message, He still calms the storm. He still calms the storm. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we just give you glory. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for ministering. To hearts today, we just pray for, Lord, a, a resolve in my heart today, Lord, that God of this word, and, and, and pray that you would plant this word in the, in the people's hearts today, Lord, those that are of heavy heart, Lord, that God, those that might find themselves in a storm today, in a, in a trial, God, in a situation, Lord, we pray for the Holy Spirit to minister Pray, Lord, that you would be glorified today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we thank you for the ones that are watching online, for the ones that are here, Father. In Jesus' name, have your way, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this morning, uh, we're going to be preaching on He Still Calms the Storm. And... uh, it would be a good thing this morning to remind ourselves concerning our brothers and sisters in Christ, which are here among us today and those that are watching that can't physically be here, that we don't always know what people are going through. You know, and sometimes we get in the flesh and, and we want things our way and we wonder why people are the way they are, but we don't always know what people are going through. Some people might confide in others, but some may not. But God always knows, and we don't know that. But there may be some of you here today that are going through a trial, that are going through a storm, and it's hard. But I want to guarantee you one thing, and I think if you were here for worship, you probably know this, that there are people here that will fight for you. In the spirit realm, not in the physical realm, but in the spirit realm. There are people in in this congregation today that will lay their hands on you and by faith say, peace be still. And will listen to your 
complaint. They'll listen to your sorrow. They'll listen to your heart. And they'll fight for you. And, and, and by faith, they'll cry out to the Lord for you. They'll believe in prayer for you on your behalf. Because you are loved today. Now, no matter what storms or trials you are a child of a child of God will go through in your life, there is one thing that is true. You are not alone. Jesus Christ will be with you in your storm. He is the one who calms the storm. All throughout the, will, the word of God, Christ shows up. He showed up in the fire. He was in the, the, the burning bush to Moses. He, uh, uh, by the power of God, the sea was parted. Uh, he was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he'll be with you where you are today in your life. Now, this morning, we want to ask ourselves, what can we learn from these four verses that we just read? And and. What does it pertain to in our lives? We see the disciples were in a storm. They were in a physical storm. That's serious business. There's no laughing matter when when, uh, your boat is overcome with the waves and the water. There's there's usually only one thing that's going to happen or two things. Either either one, God intervenes, or or two, you sink. And that's the reality for, for, for all of us as Christians. And there's four things that I, that I see here today that I felt like the Lord showed me. And, and so the first thing we look at is that the disciples were following Christ. If we read uh, Matthew 8.23, the first verse here, it says, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. I, I almost overlooked that, but you know, that's a very important thing. His disciples followed Christ. That, well, that's what a disciple does, right? A disciple's follow Christ. We follow Jesus uh, because we love him, the Bible says, because he first loved us. And God draws those to, uh, to him that he loves. You know, the disciples were following Christ. Uh, uh, some of them left their fishing business for Christ. Uh, some, Matthew left his, uh, his tax collector business for Christ. You know, as we follow Christ, Christ Jesus calls us to leave things for him, that his name would be glorified. Uh, and, and the thing is, Matthew knew what that business was to him, but he knew the one who called him was greater. You know the things in your life that are important that, that can be left aside for Christ, for Jesus, that, that he would be glorified. And as you go through trials in, in life, I want to encourage you to let the Lord heal you. It's a very foolish thing to just say, get over it. There's no reality in that at all. But there's a healing in Christ. There's a healing. We have classes on Sunday night about relational healing and emotional healing and and allowing God to, to, to heal your soul, your mind, your will and emotions to heal you. That you may touch others, that you may minister to others. Uh, young Christians, older Christians that are that are going through things in life. And you can tell them what the disciples were doing. You can say, listen, you know, you're going through a tough time, but you've got to keep moving forward. Moving forward may mean coming to the altar. Moving forward may mean asking somebody to pray for you, calling somebody up and saying, pray for me. That's moving forward. 
moving forward is, uh, is, is talking to the pastor or another Christian friend and saying, I, I need guidance of the Lord. I need wisdom at this time. That's moving forward. Move forward in your relationship with Jesus. No matter the storm, no matter the, the headaches or the trials, keep moving forward. Keep following Christ. So that's the first thing we see. The second thing we see is they were caught in a storm. And the Bible says in verse 23, 24, And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Everybody was awake, and, and, and the Bible eventually says here in the next verses that they were perishing and they were fearful, except for one. There was one that was not fearful. You know, there's one today that does, does not fear. Christ does not fear. Christ knows everything that, that's going on. And we as believers, we, we have to know that no matter the trial in our life, He is there with you in that storm. He still calms the storm today. Now, the word that stuck out to me, uh, just, just as follow, was in this verse, was suddenly. I don't know if you've ever had any suddenlies come in your life. You know, there, there are trials and storms of many different types. Uh, the loss of a job, the unexpected loss of your employment is a sudden thing. Do you know that, that, that uh, uh, Ohio Health just laid off hundreds of people uh, uh, in outsourcing their IT department. In a, in a moment, they find out they will not have a job in, in six to eight months. And that, that does happen. In a moment, you can find out about the unexpected death of a loved one. Uh, suddenly, out of the, out of nowhere, I meet people uh, on my job that say, that say you, you know, they, they just talk to them the day before, and the next day they're gone. Suddenly, a routine physical shows something wrong on an x-ray, and you get that call from the doctor that says, we need you to come back in. Uh, suddenly, the enemy tries to bring division in the church, in relationships with each other, and you think everything's going fine, and we have services like we did this morning, and the, the Holy Spirit shows up, and then the enemy tries to sow a seed of bitterness and, and wrath and doubt in between wonderful people like yourself. And that's why they have prayer on Friday nights, and that's why that's that that's why these uh, services right here have almost a uh, an antagonistic uh, or or a fighting. Uh, spirit to them because you're fighting against the enemy and keeping the enemy outside instead of in here amongst the brothers and the sisters. What you see here is a miracle, my friend. What you see here and God is doing every day is a miracle where everybody comes on, on, on the, the Lord's day to seek Him, to find Him, where no matter who you are or what or how much money you make or, or what skin color you are, you can lay your hands on a soul, on a soul. Do you know that when we go to heaven, there'll be no more skin color. There'll be no more class system. There'll need be no more uh, 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 how much money do you make. It's all about Jesus. And so if it's all about Christ, then shouldn't it not be all about Christ now? Now, I know that people are growing. I know that people are at different places in their walk and we stumble. 
But let us have mercy with one another. Let us have grace with one another. And that starts from the leadership, and we know that that's intact here. We know that's good. The enemy tries to bring division. All of a sudden, a financial emergency can come in the mail, and you have no idea, no earthly idea, how you're going to pay it. Thousands of dollars, and you, you just don't know. Your child goes in a different direction than the way they were raised. Suddenly, everything you did as a parent, bringing them to church, all the talks you had with them, all the personal discipleship you did, and you feel like the enemy is now taking your child away. The suddenlies. Now, one thing that I see in, in, in all this, that that's a storm that can be a trial, that can be a very, very hard thing for anybody. And the last part of that verse, though, it almost gets overlooked in a sense, is that Jesus was asleep. But the, the thing we have to realize and understand is that he was there. He was there in the boat with them. Do you know that no matter the call you get, no matter the situation that comes up, no matter the, the, the trial that's in your life and you get a call and, 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 and uh, so-and-so is upset in the church or, or, or uh, we have a, we, we've seen something on this x-ray and we need you to come in for further study and, 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 and let's come back in six months and the enemy is playing tricks with your mind and then the fear is coming in as we'll, we'll see that. Just remember that Jesus is there. He is there. Now, in John 10, 27, 28, the Bible says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's the kind of Jesus that we serve. Now, I understand and I know, and all of you probably know this, that when that call comes and when the the suddenly storms come in your life and the the skies that were bright and 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 the sun was shining and and you were having great services and the the Lord was moving and the next day the storm clouds come in and all of a sudden the waves are beating against your soul and in your mind the 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 very fact is that even in that storm it is important to listen for the voice of Christ, to listen for the voice of Jesus. Now, the third thing I see in here, and this all kind of overlaps each other, but the disciples went to Jesus. So first of all, they followed Christ. Second of all, they were caught in a storm. And then the third thing, they go to Christ. They go to Jesus. Now, the important thing that we have to realize and know is everything, everything in our life has to be taken to Him. No matter the, the phone call you get, no matter the situation you find in Him, everything, your fears, your fear of death, your fear of bankruptcy, your fear of your relationships falling apart, your fear of your ministry falling apart, your fear of ever, losing everything, Everything should be taken to the foot of Christ, those fears. Because he is in the storm with you. The Bible says in Isaiah 59, 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. 
Isaiah 59.19 says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In Psalm 32, 30, verse 2, it says, O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you hear, heard me. And everything cry out to God. When the, when the enemy comes in and fear sets in, that's the reality of the phone call, uh, is, isn't it? It's the reality of, of when you get the test back and it isn't in your favor. And you think you're, you're, you're healthy, and all of a sudden uh, something comes up and it just ain't right, the fear sets in, and the tears start to come, and the worry starts to come. That's the time to, to, to cry out to God. That's the time to seek the Lord. And the disciples, they go to Jesus, and that's the time. You know, the disciples were in a very bad situation, as I said before. They, they didn't really have much going for them in their favor, except for the Son of God in their boat. And what a miracle that is, to have Jesus in your corner, to have, the, to have Jesus right there with you. There is no greater hope than that. But the disciples let fear, and, and, and they, they let that come to grip them, but they go to Christ. They go to Jesus. The believer must know who they are in Christ. Number four, we see that the Lord Jesus rebukes the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. So we must know who we are in Christ. Now, Jesus was in the boat with them, but even greater than that, now we have Jesus in our hearts, those that are saved. And there is a hope that even though the fear comes in, even though the enemy tries to come in like a flood, we have Christ. Now, it is hard sometimes, I understand, that when it's you that's why it's important to get somebody to pray with you, your spouse, your friend, the pastor, another believer in the, in the, in the church, to have somebody that can stand and, and, and hold your arms up just like they held Moses' arms up in the battle. It is important that we have each, each other. Uh, Paul and Silas sang songs at night when they were in chains, imprisonment for their testimony of Christ. It's important to have another person, another brother or sister in Christ, a parent, somebody that'll, uh, or even a son or daughter that'll agree with you. In John fourteen twelve, it says that Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, in, in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. There comes a time in our, in our, in our trial when we have to go to Christ and say, and say, Lord, I, I know you are able in this storm. Oh, God, I, I find it hard even to pray right now. But, God, I know you can do a miracle in me. You can give me the voice, God. You can give me strength. And, and, and as that prayer goes on, the, um, the, the hope arises in you, and you go to his word. You go to Jesus in your heart, and you go to Jesus in His Word. And you say, Lord, Your Word says You will never leave me nor forsake me. God, Your Word says that if I speak to this mountain, it shall be removed. Lord, Your Word says that anything I ask in Your name shall be given to me if I believe. Lord, give me the faith. Jesus said, O oh, you of little faith. Lord, give me the faith in this trial. Give me the faith in this storm. 
Give me the hope, God, that lies within me. Let, let me. let me live that hope out in this battle, Lord. As David believed in you and stared the giant Goliath in the face and said, this day your body will be meat for the birds. This day I believe in God. He was the only one, a little shepherd boy, and that can be you. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what the bill says. You may look at it before you make that call to find out how am I going to take care of this financially. Before you make that call to argue with your son or daughter about the decisions they're making. Before you make that call to, uh, or, or start Googling everything about your disease or they say is wrong with you. And the enemy starts flooding your mind. Before you do any of that, go to Christ. Get his mind on the matter. Find out what Jesus has to say about this. If you don't Google anything, Google this right here. Look to His Word and find out what He has to say about it. If you don't look on the Internet about nothing, that's just fine. John the Baptist didn't have the Internet. Peter didn't have the Internet. Paul didn't have the Internet. All they had was His Word and what He put inside of them. It'd probably be best to just leave that stuff alone. You know what I'm saying? It'd probably be best to not even go there. It'd probably be best and your faith would be built much more stronger just by looking at what the Bible has to say about it. Well, that's not, you know, very uh, logical. You know, you got to have the information. you got to know these things. You know, you can't be kept in the dark. And, well, it, it, there are many disciples and Jesus Christ himself, it's all, this is all they had. When you get to heaven, this is all that's going to matter. And this is all you need. His word is all you need. These words on this page, out of your mouth by faith, is all you need. When you speak to that mountain, you have a, you have a catastrophe come. You have a death in the family, or uh, the doctors say that your spouse only has six months to live. This is all you need right here. The faith inside of you. When, when the giant is staring down on your whole country and 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 the leader is in is is shaking in his boots and he has nothing to offer this is all you need right here all you need is a vigilance and a and and an attitude in your heart that says i don't care what the doctors say we'll deal with that later I don't care what the bill says, and I don't care. Yes, my son or daughter may be uh, going in a different direction. Uh, Okay, but what does God have to say about it? I've got to get the mind of God on this. You know, that used to be something you heard a lot about. And I pray it still does, but you used to hear that. Let's get the mind of God on this matter. Let's see what Jesus has to say about this. And then, and then we'll put our works with our faith. In fact, let's go to Christ and find out what kind of works we need to put with our faith. I had a friend, a very dear friend, uh, years ago when, when his son was, wife was pregnant with his son and, and the Holy Spirit said, you need to start praying now about your son. You need to start praying now. And when his son was born, the doctors didn't give him much hope, but the, the man of God went in to the, the doctors and said, I need to know everything that is wrong with him. I need to know every diagnosis you're giving him. I want the chances. I want everything. I want to know what it is. So he got all that information, and he took it to Christ. He took it to Jesus. And he prayed. And, and, and he had built the foundation through the power of the Holy Spirit of a belief 
that that boy is going to make it, that that boy is going to live. And that young man actually uh, went on as a wonderful young man to serve his country. And, and Iraqi freedom is, is just, you, you would never know, as in many testimonies, you would never know that the doctor said he's going to die. And the doctor told the, the dad, you, you don't understand. This is a miracle. There, there's no way. And the, and the dad said, oh, yes, I do understand. You and I were on two totally different late wavelengths. You're, you're looking at, you're looking at diagnosis. You're, you're looking at what the, the medical, uh, 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 papers say. You're looking at what medical books say. You're looking at what other, uh, doctors have, uh, had to, uh, deal with this type of thing in the past. I'm looking at something different here. I know nothing about the, 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 the diagnosis and it's probably better that he didn't. All I know is this right here. All I know is what he's done in me in the past. And all I know that this is a trial I've never been through, but that doesn't change who he is. And that doesn't change what his word says. And if he told me to pray, then I know he's got an answer for it. God is able. God can give you the strength. And if not you, if you're like Moses and and you can barely lift your hands up, get somebody to fight for you. Find somebody to fight for you. Somebody that will rebuke the division in the church with you. Somebody that will rebuke that sickness in your body. Somebody that will rebuke the fear of losing everything. Somebody that will rebuke the devil out of the lives of your children. Somebody that will rebuke the devil in your marriage. And as you get stronger, then, then you do that. Then you go to the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ and say, you're not laying a hand on my child, and you believe that with all your heart, your not will die. But let that not overcloud what this Bible says. Let that not come and cast a shadow over every testimony you've ever heard, how God showed up. That's who you need to listen to. That's who you need to pay attention to. Turn off the news and call up somebody and tell me again that testimony, how God raised you from the dead, how you were laying in, in uh, the ICU and God told you to rise and walk. Tell me that again. Listen to Smith Wigglesworth and listen to some of these old-time evangelists that all they had was Jesus. All they had was faith in Christ. Listen to them. We got nothing in this world that comes on the news uh, that, that is worth anything. It drives me sick. I can't stand it. Because they got nothing to say that has anything to do with this. They got nothing to say that can encourage me like this can. They got nothing to say that can give me hope like this can right here. All it does is deter you. All it does is getting you down a wide road somewhere you don't need to be. I don't care about the congressman. I don't care about, uh, uh, about those things. They have their, their place, but none of them saved me. None of them gave me new life. None of them uh, will welcome me in heaven. Nobody's going to be there for me like Jesus is. The Bible says walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. No matter what the storm is, I walk by faith. I'm not ignorant of what's going on around me. Jesus wasn't ignorant of the storm. He didn't say, 
Oh, there's no problem to be upset here. It's just a little water. No, Jesus rebuked the wind and the sea. Everything he created, he rebuked it. He is able in your storm to calm the storm. Don't give up in the storm. Don't be uh, complacent and say, oh, it'll, it'll just go away. I, I've got the money. I can pay for that. Or, oh, they'll be fine. And people die anyway, don't they? I mean, I mean that's just what happens. But that's not for the Christian. The Christian is to be a warrior. They're, they're, all throughout the body, uh, all throughout the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was bloodshed, and there was fighting, and there was wars, all because of God's uh, uh, hatred for sin. And today, after the, uh, Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus uh, rebuked the devils and the demons out of people. He confronted Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan. And that's what God wants and God's needs is vessels like you and me to walk into the enemy's camp and say, not today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You're not touching them. I call them saved. I call them healed. I call them with the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. And God can do a miracle in your situation. God can heal you. If you're struggling with an illness, I encourage you out of love to have somebody pray for you. If you're going through a hard time and you don't even want to tell them what it is, just just say, pray for me. Ask God to heal me. Ask God to intervene in my life because I need him. I thank God. I thank the Lord for his mercy. I would be... Didn't plan on saying this, but this is a testimony I share all the time. There was a gentleman that's from Beaumont, Texas. You can look this pastor up online. His name is B.H. Clendenin. He was a pastor at an Assemblies of God church in Beaumont, Texas for 35 years. After he retired from that church, he went in and created a ministry called the School of Christ where he took the gospel all across the the globe and trained up young pastors. That was the point of it, to train up young ministers in every country, all these different countries where you weren't even supposed to have the gospel. Train these uh, pastors up to preach the gospel in their country, the school of Christ. You can find that online. You can listen to his sermons. He tells a story when he was, I believe he was in his 30s. He was up on the platform preaching. And he had a heart attack. There was a nurse there, and, and she brought him back to life. And they took him home, and, and he told his, he wouldn't go to the hospital. He refused to go to the hospital. He told his wife, he said, I want you to, I want you to take that station wagon, and I want you to back it up, and I, I want you to put me in it and take me to this hotel downtown. And he stayed in that hotel room for nine days and nine nights. He said he didn't eat anything, and he drank just very little water. And on the ninth night, the power of God reached into his chest and he squeezed his heart and it lifted Pastor Clendenin up off the bed and it threw him back down on the bed and it busted every slat that was underneath that bed for support. He ran out into the hallway and was crying out and screaming, God healed me, God healed me. 
Later on in life, when he would go to the doctor, the doctor said, you've got the heart of a, of a, a 30-some-year-old. Your heart is so healthy. And he said, well, that heart's only 30-some years old, you see. God gave me a new heart. This is not a condemning message today. This is not a, uh, you need to do more and your faith needs it. That, that's not it at all. This is to encourage us that, that there are more testimonies to come, amen? There, there is a testimony in my life and your life. When the next storm comes, I'm not, uh, fear may come against me and the fear may try to swallow me, but in the name of Jesus, I cry out to God. I'm crying out to Him, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be satisfied with just. Uh, oh, 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 well, this may come back. No, no, it ain't gonna come back, and my child's not gonna go go back to which they came from. And uh, my son, who's struggling with uh, with things in his life, he's gonna be set free. And when he gets set free, he's gonna he's gonna preach the gospel, and I'm gonna believe for the fullest. I'm gonna believe for everything that this word says. I'm going to believe for everything because I am a child of God and I know Him. He's in the boat with me in my storm. Not today. As I close, if you are struggling today, we had a wonderful service this morning. I praise God for that. And I just thank God for the ministers that we have, for all of you. And... uh as I close today, if you are hurting here today, if you have a struggle, a trial in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. There are people here that will pray for you, including myself. We're here for you today. If you're going through and you've got a bad diagnosis from the doctor, if, if, the, the, if your finances are hurting, if there's rumors that they're going to shut your job down and you're going to be unemployed, if there's a fear in your heart today, if you're like those disciples and, the, and there's a fear and you feel like you're in distress, today is the day to come and allow us to pray for you. You know, the Bible says in First Peter, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. Don't be afraid, my friend, to cast it all on him. Don't say, oh, it's not that bad. I know we all can be guilty of that at times. Cast all your cares, the Bible says. Cast everything on Christ. He can handle it. He is here for you. If you want to come and pray at this altar today, if you've got things in your life that you need to to cast to Jesus today, if there's hurt, if there's situations in your life that you need to give to Him, I just encourage you today to do that. If you don't know Christ today, today is the day that you can give your life to Jesus and start a new life. The Bible says you're born again, a new hope, a new life. Today, we just give God the praise and glory. I'm going to pray, and if you want to come, uh, you can uh, come and, and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just welcome you. We welcome your presence, God. I thank you for you being in the storm with us. Thank you for your presence and your power. May the name of God be glorified in this sanctuary today. May your name be worshipped today. Every care that, that is in this house today, Lord, I just pray you minister to the hearts. For the young person, Lord God, uh, uh, Lord, going full steam ahead and seeking you, 
And when, when, they see, when things seem to go off, just hold them, God. Hold them in your heart. Hold them in your hands, God. For the person that's put in years and years in a workplace and they all of a sudden lose their job, God, hold them. Oh, God, for the person that gets a bad diagnosis from the doctor, hold them, I pray. I pray that you'd rebuke the wind in their favor, God. Rebuke the enemy in their favor, God. Rebuke the enemy in the storms that come to their mind, their will, and their emotions, God. Rebuke, Lord God, rebuke any division in this church. We pray for the Holy Spirit to bond us together. In the spirit of unity and the bond of peace, according to the Word of God. Oh God, let this church be a pure example of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ. To love well. To love with excellence. To not speak evil of our brother, Lord God, but to love. To always look for the best. To seek to understand and then seek to be understood. In Jesus' name, have your way, God. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name.